0: Welcome, everybody, to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is 4-17-2022. Time is 1810. And happy Easter, Al.
1: Happy Easter, Jester. Happy Easter to everyone out there in the world.
0: Yes, happy Easter, guys. I know you're not going to hear this on Easter, but, you know, happy Easter to everybody. I hope everybody had a good weekend with family and you guys got together and maybe do the Easter egg hunts for the kids and all that good kind yep. of fun stuff.
1: <laughs> it's raining here in Arkansas, so they usually do it the day before on Saturday. So yesterday they got a little bit of, you know, open weather where they could do it. But yeah, it's raining here today, so I'm glad everybody got, most everybody got a chance to do it yesterday, but happy Easter, right. everybody.
0: So yeah, we did the Easter egg hunt here for the kids with with the restaurant schedule and trying to keep it, keep it going. We, we miss a lot of like the public type events that go on in town, right. so we kind of have to do things ourselves. But it's a we did you know, we did the Easter egg hunt, kids liked it. They ate a bunch of sugar and now they're all passed out taking naps. So it's good time. Yeah, it's good time.
1: Yeah, it's good time. Um, good time.
0: So, guys, uh, today's show is gonna be on militias. That's what we're gonna get into. And this uh episode was requested by TikTok user Nutty88, um, which is uh one of my followers on TikTok. He's a good guy, he participates a lot and likes to comment and, and definitely participates. If you guys get on the TikTok and talk to me and Al on there. And if you want to request something, guys, you can do that. You know, this is a great way to get a hold of us. I'm on TikTok and it's Doomsday Podcast 2.0. Al's on there at big underscore daddy underscore prep. And the email it's podcast at gmail.com. If you guys want to hear something, drop a line. It's that easy. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh so to get to get into the malicious side of this, like you guys know me and Al, we don't compare notes or anything before we start these shows and we just kind of let them happen organically. Um, Al, first thought for me for the militias, uh, we need them to help they need to be there for right. the benefit of our country. We right. do need them. However, if you're a prepper and, and you're one of these individuals, I, I think associating with these kind of groups can be bad. There's I'm 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 double sided with this, but what do you think?
1: Well, I kind of have a, a two-sided opinion on that. But but listen now, understand that even though now a government and things act as if they don't see militias as being a legitimate thing. I mean, they're act, the government's actually anti-militia. Previously, earlier in our government's, you know, uh, existence, they actually saw the militias as being a good thing. So even the government's fickled on this. This is a very fickled issue. You know, it's not a clear stray. There's a lot of gray areas here, but I agree with you.
0: I, I've been requested to join a militia before. I am not part of one. Um, and I've I've talked to multiple people that want to form groups and do these types of things. Okay. And for me, it's, it's risky. You're associating with too many people that could be on a watch list for starters. Okay. Because you've got it. I don't care who you are. Everybody looks at a militia as an extremist group, you know, and and that's where the problem kind of lies. It's one thing to formulate like a a prepper community and and have a plan. This is where where we're going to go if shit hits the fan. These are our rations. This is what we have. This is our supply list. It's good to have a group. It's good to have people to have your back to protect against marauders and to help, you know, form community, work, work gardens, work the land, things like that, you know, absolutely awesome. Militarizing these groups is going to be looked at in a very le- bad light in the eyes of the government. The government typically doesn't worry about one person as an individual. They worry about groups of people that start becoming radicalized. And and that's why I'm so on the fence about this.
1: Jester, the biggest thing that we need to understand is before we can understand anything about militias, we have to actually understand what the de- definition of militia is. And as defined by Google, the very first thing that came up, it says a military force that is raised from the civilian population to supplement a regular army in an emergency. Creating a militia was no answer to the milita- to the army's manpower problem. And then there's two caveats to this is a military force that engages in rebel or terrorist activities in opposition to a regular army and all able-bodied civilians eligible by law for military service. So that's the first definition that came up. But that to me, that was kind of squirrely, to be honest with you, because militias aren't necessarily that. Militia groups have kind of been looked at negatively over the last 30, 40 years. But previous to that, militias were actually looked upon by the the, the public and the military and the government as being a good thing as last defense to the country, i.e., the military could not respond adequately that the civilian population would be able to quell a disturbance, whether it be foreign or domestic, against the government itself. Of course, we understand over the last 30 or 40 years that the government has become Anti-militia—that's because of the evolution of more of leftist ideas, making the ideology that people that are outside the government are negative, and that's not necessarily true. But another definition of militia is a militia is, a gen- is generally an army or some of the fighting organization, non-professional soldiers, citizens of a country or subjects of a state who will perform military service during a, lot- a time of need. Now, a lot of the the information I've gathered over the last couple weeks, we've been looking at these militia activities and and preparing for this show. Militias have gotten a very negative name in the public because of the government and, and, and frankly, the mainstream media. When they talk of militias nowadays, they talk of mostly far-right groups, uh, the, the, the quote-unquote Dio Nazis, the Trumpers, the this and that. And, the other. and that's not really true. Although, do I agree with necessarily malicious? They shouldn't be a necessary evil. No, they should not be because we as a citizenry should be able to equal anything that happens and our military ought to be able to defend us. But I do understand why malicious form because, frankly, they don't agree with the government or or the protection of themselves or the government itself. Leading me to say, I'm kind of on the fence. I know you're kind of on the fence too about this, but I'm kind of on the fence of whether militias are good or bad. But I do understand the need for them and and the need that they think that there is. Understand that militias also aren't just those that they identify now in mainstream media as being, you know, white supremacist groups and right-wing groups. They're all kind of militias. I mean, the Black Panthers, they qualify as a militia. Uh, Lots of other organizations, whether they be Legal or illegal organizations, they qualify under these established rules as being malicious. So, if you say one side of militia is uh, one type of militia is bad, then they would all have to be bad. And certainly, the mainstream media and those in to say so nowadays, they wouldn't want to say that. But that's my opinion. I've, I've looked at the definition, and a lot of other organizations they qualify as malicious too.
0: I completely, I completely understand that. And I guess that was something I didn't think about. Like you talk about, you know, the Black Panthers or these other groups. I never, I never made that connection, but that does make sense. But now when we talk about the idea of, you know, militias being like a necessary type thing and and beneficial, I want to explain something to you guys that a lot of people don't know about. And what I'm going to explain is the state defense forces. When people hear state defense force, they don't think militia, but that's exactly what these are. Okay, it's not the National Guard. It's not, it's something totally different. Does it count as the military? Yes. And these are state-ran militias. And Hey, Preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com d-o-o-m 10 for 10 percent off at readywise.com other states have had these and they've they've dissipated florida used to have one i heard that they're trying to get it back together again um i know north carolina used to have one i don't there i read something about it a long time ago when i was researching these state-ran militias about how um there was a workers comp claim by somebody that was within the militias and then they shut it down. They were like, we're not having this anymore. Now the state defense in orders basically from the state. Okay. They're not federal by any means. All right. They are under basically government order and they get state funding or governor order, not government governor order. And they get state funding. You will typically see these guys come out and help, during natural disasters uh if the guard if the national guard's too busy doing something you might see these guys be activated to come out and help out these are this is all on a voluntary basis if you guys want some sort of sense of military in your life if you enjoy that regulated type lifestyle excuse me this is something maybe you'd want to check out if you live within one of these states that i mentioned off of this list again they go out they do training and they, they do have their own sort of like special operations. I mean, by it, like, I mean, these guys aren't going out armed, right? It's right. And it, and it's not a group of people that are going against the state or against the government. They're there to try to help hence why they get state funding. Right. Um, but that's it. So when we talk about militias and, and them labeling them do understand that a lot of states have these and they do use them and right, a lot more did used to have them.
1: And there, there are state funded and non state funded. There, there, this this whole gamut of militias goes all the way from uh, this one little guy and his two little friends that go out on the weekends and shoot, calling themselves a militia, all the way up to like state funded militias. There's a wide gamut in here. So when you say militia, it's it's a wide gamut. It's like a shotgun spray. You know, you get a little bit of everything, but. I do remember an incident happening after the big tornado they had in in Tennessee and Kentucky a couple months ago, I think it was about three months ago, Jester, that there was a state militia there. They called themselves a state militia, but they went to assist and to help after a tornado. They were basically told by the sheriff and law enforcement that they didn't need their type there. So that The understanding that a lot of law enforcement, a lot of states and a lot of federal governments don't or federal entities don't want to hear anything from the militias because they've got such a bad name. But that doesn't mean they're necessarily all doing bad. It's just that there's no clear cut defined. This is what a militia is. And I think that's kind of a problem on their behalf, because a lot of them have not really made their their presence and their ideology along with what they do publicly known it's a lot of secrecy to it i found that out over the last week doing a little research asking a few questions and you get very vague answers but i understand why because a lot of them are ex-military ex-police officers um, correction officers some people just just good old boys that have been around for a long time that might have previous military experience and they just don't trust the government gesture that's that's the thing and I, I can understand that but trying to find out a lot from the outside is not easy uh it it for me
0: <laughs> well okay let's let's um let's so here's what i kind of wanted to talk about a little bit with this i don't want to stay on it too long
1: mm-hmm.
0: whenever we had all the black lives matter riots going on okay I had a buddy of mine that was requested by the sheriff's office, him and a few members of his family to show up in downtown armed right in case things broke bad. because They saw what was going on around the country and they they didn't know how bad it was going to get in their town. They were worried people were going to come in from, you know, out out of the cities into these rural communities and do damage. So they, you know, they got with him and they were like, hey, dude, you guys need to show up, you know, bring bring your stuff, because if things really break bad, we don't have the manpower to deal with it. All right, Make and again, sure. you saw this uh, with Kyle Rittenhouse. That's basically what him and his buddies did. Yep. Right. They just they showed up to help keep. I mean, so these things could also be they could fall into the realm of malicious. Now, I think one thing that really gave the militias a bad name um, was uh, the involvement with Timothy uh, McVeigh, the Oklahoma City bombing, and um, who he was tied to—Terry uh, Nichols and all those guys. Correct. Right. So that I think that created a bad stigma for militias. So now everybody has this mentality that these militias are a bunch of gun-toting white supremacist, extreme right-wing guys that are that are hiding out in the middle of nowhere with a stockpile full of weapons and they're just waiting for a reason to use them. Right, and and that is that's not the case. It's it's no. really not. When you just talk about. The-
1: the things I found out over this last week, it, you know, you hear the stigma out there of what's been. But the government, the government, just as much as anybody has given the stigma to these groups, because you're, just like you said, the 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 whole situation there with the Kyle Rittenhouse situation, the first thing they got to bring up is, is, is he a member of a militia? And then other other things that happened are they members of militias. They, they go after that. They don't go after the good things that these militias might do. I mean, there's a lot of things they go after. Just like you said, someone requested them to be there. That story doesn't get out. But the sheriff that didn't want them there, that story definitely would get out. You know, it's it's a bad PR thing. To, to me, it is. But a lot of these militias are not bad guys, and they don't have bad intentions. If anything, they have good intentions. They're good constitution-loving patriot Americans. But I don't blame them for being very secretive. I don't blame them at all because a lot of these groups get infiltrated by people that mean them harm, mean to take them down, mean to take away their abilities to do what they do. And you know and I know nowadays with government the way it is right now, they're they're, they're hunted. They're on wanted lists. They're on lists of people that, that the government wants to get rid of whether they've done anything wrong or not. So I can't blame the secrecy, but I did do a lot of research this week, but I I don't want, I don't, I never ever want to ever dispel names or things that I found out because I'm not like that. I'm one of those guys that I I don't, I don't tell what I know, but a lot of these militia groups are seeing huge amounts of people that are trying to come into them now. So just so they're being very selective in what they say, they're being very selective in who they get or take in because they don't want to take in someone that means them harm. But, the numbers are freaking up with the applications. There's no question about that. I mean, they're seeing like a three and 400% fold of of people trying to come in.
0: Right. And I think that you guys need to understand too, there's a big difference between militias and cults. Yes. (laughs) That's a, that's a big thing to consider. Uh, I don't, If you tell me, hey, I'm part of a militia, I mean, cool. I don't have a problem with it. Yep. But what I do have a problem with is like how I was saying, you you know, we're talking about the stigma with this, how how it's looked at, how they're investigating these people, how these people end up on list. That is the scary side of this. Now, for the prepper standpoint, I don't like it. And I don't like it specifically because you're talking about associating yourself with a group of people. Okay, the more people that you associate with, the more people know what you have in your stockpile. True. Um, they they maybe know what weapons they have you have that they could take from you. They might know your weak points. They might know your family, they might know what makes you tick. They might know how to destroy you if things really broke bad. Yep. And even if these even if these guys seem like humble and awesome in the very beginning of the situation, if things really do break bad. They might screw you over real quick. I mean, let's yes. let's let's face it. Let's be honest about something. There's a lot of people who are are fake friends or fake people. They're friends with you now, but that doesn't mean they won't screw you over when things really break bad. So very true. That's kind of why I don't really like the idea of malicious for prepping. But again, if you're someone that wants to join one, for not the idea of prepping. If you want that regimented lifestyle, if you, if maybe you want to learn some extra skills, maybe. You want to go out and, and, you know, get more exercise and and you want to be a benefit to your community, things like that. When you talk about the state defense forces, absolutely go join up. Okay. It's all volunteer. The guys definitely need the help. All right. So in in that respect, I'd say go do it.
1: You would be surprised, Jester, the people that apply and become members of these organizations. It's not, it's not what the perception is. There are doctors, lawyers. They're professional people, there are regular everyday hardworking people mechanic there's all kinds of people that that gravitate to these militias but like a lot of organizations out there they they keep their their allegiances very, very secretive and they keep their roles very secretive because they don't want to be identified as because you and I both know nowadays you can get outed for anything. I mean, let's, let's face it, doxing and, and outing of things is, is commonplace nowadays. If something happens and a specific group of people do something, something's um, linked back to a militia, any militia at that point is, is, is fair game for the media or for, you know, cancellation. People have to worry about their livings and what they do. So a lot of these group members, they don't they don't talk about their allegiances. Right? They really don't. I found that out. But one other thing that I have to do with the prepping community is in a prepping situation where you're prepping for something bad in your small group, I don't think these allegiances would do you much good because most of these people are in a regional area. Now, regionally, within 100 miles of you, you could have – 25 of these members but we all know if something really bad happens 25 miles is going to be a long distance 100 miles is going to be like a world away if there's no communications and things went bad i mean frankly your immediate area is what you're going to have to worry about and i don't see any of these groups that i've not identified any of these groups that are that tightly knit that are that tightly within proximity of each other so I don't know how it would really work out other than, you know, if they were told to go to a specific area to assist, that'd be one thing. But on your day-to-day basis, I can't see where it would help you that much. I agree with you on that point.
0: Well, that was something I didn't uh, take into consideration. I'm glad you brought that up as far as being a regional thing. So understand if you're part of that militia bugging out at at that point may not be an option, you know, for the prepper side of this. Right. And also – you know, do understand if you're, if you're wanting to get into one of these militias, I mean, their, their goal is to, you know, be prepared to fight if things really do break bad. So you're putting yourself in the fight right off the bat. One right. of the, something I try to tell preppers all the time is your best bet for survival in an apocalyptic scenario is to avo- is to avoid conflict. You don't right. want it. You don't want to be out there running and gunning. You don't want to be out there fighting. Like your best bet is just to stay away from people. And I don't know how many of us out there uh have have ever done any like hand to hand combat or any of these things. You get injured real quick. There's yeah. no there's no going to the emergency room in doomsday. If you break your wrist punching somebody in the side of the head, you know, you're not gonna get that treated unless you have a doctor within your group. Now, right. and, and the other thing is if you're considering joining one of these groups, you need to greatly assess this. Okay. And what I mean by that is some of these groups are highly organized. They, they could absolutely 100% survive. They have everything they need. Everybody's there, and they're a force to be reckoned with, okay? Right. Then, excuse me, then you have some that are these very unorganized individuals who don't know their, their ass from a hole in the ground, okay? And mm-hmm. they are the ones that are going to be dangerous. They are the sloppy, you know, not well put together. And here's the other thing, too if you meet people in passing and they start, they start talking about how they're, they're part of one of these groups and you should join up to me, that's a red flag in the very beginning. Okay. That that's a big red flag. Now, if you get to know somebody and you've known them for a while and you get to know each other's backgrounds and then they maybe bring it up to you, maybe six months after knowing them. Yeah. Okay. Then that's a little bit different, but you know, you, if anybody that you know that you would consider an acquaintance brings this up like you should join up uh uh-uh, uh don't do that right don't do it i've you know i i've done this show for 2 years over 2 years uh a lot of people know that i prep i've had a lot of people come to me and tell me you know we need to formulate a community we need to have you know we need to have this go and that go and and i've my response to them is just kind of like yeah 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 um yeah i have a select group of people within my circle is it a militia no it's absolutely not a militia it's simply a group of people to where if shit breaks bad we're going to get together and we're going to hang out because we're going to need people to do things we're going to need people to help garden we're going to need people to to go hunt for food we're going to need people to help protect against marauders or crazy people that might show up and try to take our shit right, right. so but it's not i would not define my group at all as a militia i don't even No, like absolutely not. I don't even think it it would be big enough to even be much of a fighting force, you know. Right. But again, just things to consider.
1: Well, let me tell you something I was told by somebody a long time ago, and I found it recently during some of his research is true. The better the militia, the harder it is to find them and find out about them, the easier it is to find out about them the less you want to do with them. We're talking about all the way from the Bubba and his friends that want to be something, you know, you got two or three old grumpy guys that are, are, are pissed off at the world and a bunch of young kids that don't know their ass in the hole to the ground. And then the opposite side, the ones you don't find out about are the ones that are really, really, really regimented and well-organized. Now those Those the government are way more worried about than the bub over here. And understand as a prepping situation, the most dangerous thing to you is going to be those wannabes and those, um, I call them redneck rambos. Those are going to be dangerous folks to you. They're going to bring heat to you every single day. And frankly, um, none of this has to do with anything you saw on a TV show or a movie. If they reference any crap like that, you better stay away from those folks. Cause I'm gonna tell you something every day in an actual bad grid down situation, it's going to be about your survival and the least amount of conflict and interaction that you have, the better off you're going to be, um, I take a lot of things that I learned from the world over a period of time, and I kind of put them together, and I did the same thing for this show. I've met a lot of people over years that were associated, that were ex-military people, and they have little groups of people. They don't call themselves, per se, militias, but I assure you when something bad happens, they know where to find each other, and they know what they're going to do. That right there would be more reliable to me than any organized militia that you might have. If you have an opportunity to network with people of like minds that have skills, you'll be much better off than quote unquote organized militia, unless you're in the immediate living area with them. Okay. Someone that's 25 to 50 miles away from you or hundred miles away from you, you know, organized within a state, is not going to do you that much good. I'm just being honest with you. I'm, I'm giving you my my 40 years of practical prepping here. It's not going to do you any good. Those within 10 miles of you, yeah, okay, I, I'm down with that. But man, if it's over 20 miles, I, I don't think I don't see you're going to do me any good because I'm gonna have a hard time doing anything for you, and you're going to have a hard time doing anything for me. That's just my honesty right there. But the more the more prevalent. Something is, and the more they brag about it, and the more they tell you you need to get in it, the more you need to stay away from it. Those that don't encourage you you find out by accident, or someone brings it up later on in a conversation, you had no idea they were there, well, then that might be a, a reliable organization. But I'd be very careful about any organization that I joined, and I would certainly be very careful about giving out your personal information because I understand now, those, three, those alphabet agencies, those three-letter agencies, they infiltrate these groups all the time. It, it it's happened t- numerous times that I can just think off my head. So, I mean, how, how did the people in certain situations find out that you're doing something illegal? They had someone to infiltrate you. So, that's right just a and,
0: and yeah. So, like when when you when you look at the the big stories from the '90s, you know, Ruby Ridge, Waco, uh, the Oklahoma City bombing, all of these groups were infiltrated. Yes. Right. Everyone. The only the only one they didn't infiltrate enough to prevent the, the Oklahoma City bombing thing could have been prevented if, if they would have did a better job of infiltration. um, Because, you know, that that group was being watched. Right. Like, it absolutely was. Um, I don't. If you get if you guys see these groups out there putting themselves on display, just stay away. Stay away. Stay away. Don't get yourself involved. Don't get your family involved. You know, and for me, it's, you're better off investing your time in your immediate family, doing your, your little disaster preparedness routine with your family, having your food stocks, you know, maybe having, having your weapons and, and whatever it is you decide to have within your group, you know, your immediate family, things like that and getting far, far away from these individuals. Okay. I know everybody likes the idea of having an ally and I know everybody likes the idea that there's power in numbers. All right. But you guys got to think these groups are only going to be successful if there's a complete collapse of the U S government. Do you think a militia, you think a militia full of 30 guys is going to be able to go up against the U S military? Absolutely not.
1: Nope.
0: Absolutely not. So this is, this is okay. Foreign invasion, you might have a chance. Okay. Cause you might, you may have the upper hand over the enemy. Maybe if you're trying to go up against, uh, trying to go up against the U S government, don't do it. Don't do it. it you're, it's not going to end well for you. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, I think that's what a lot of people don't take into consideration. And that's why I prefer these groups versus like the militia side of this for me, because the U S military is not, or the U S government's not too worried about me sitting up here in my cabin, with a handful of guys I talk about prepping with and gardening with, and and, you know, like, Hey, if shit ever breaks bad, this is what we're going to do. This is where we're going to go. They're not worried about that, but they are worried about the guys that are, that are highly organized that have all these weapons that have all the shit going on and that have like big, you know, militarized plans of, of, you know, ways to take action when things break bad.
1: Right. Jester, I was told by, by some, by some people, you know I just I can't say where, but I was told that these things were much easier back in the seventies, eighties, and even in the nineties when there wasn't the surveillance state there is, but we have to admit now in the united states we're 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 just the the underling to China and other places that have a complete Complete vision, as I say, of what you do on a daily basis. Every piece of information that you do, every telephone call every text, is monitored. The 70s, 80s, and the 90s, it wasn't like that. These groups could form. They could pretty much stay secretive. They could talk back and forth. It was harder for those three-letter agencies to be able to investigate and find out. But today, oh no, today everything that you say every text you send every email you send everything that you do your i mean your phone is your is your biggest spy you carry your spyware right on you if you were going to do this today in this modern society you'd have to get away from the comforts of what you what you enjoy which is your phone your internet your things like that everything would have to be pretty much rudimentary if you were going to continue to do this without anyone finding out about it that's the reason why a lot of these groups they've already been infiltrated the government knows what they're doing they know everybody that that that's part of them what their training routine they they take great pride in knowing what these people are doing when they say that someone's on a watch list you're on 12-watch lists. They know every move that you make, every financial transaction that you make. But we're following behind China and other other countries that watch everything their citizenry do. So don't think you're going to go out and form a group and you're going to be secretive because you're not going to be nowadays. Unless you could wean yourself totally off the things that that we've gotten used to. Big tech. I mean, big tech tells on you. That's just my opinion, but that's what I was told that it's a different It's a different kind of militia than there was back in those days where people knew how to keep their mouth shut. People don't keep their mouth shut today. they'll put on social media exactly what they're doing. Hey, I'm spending the weekend. You know, here's a selfie of me and my boys out you know, do our militia training That was unheard of back in those days. They didn't want you knowing anything about them. So, today's militias are way different. Than it was back in the seventies, eighties and nineties when nothing was really going on
0: no i i I totally agree with you, and on that point, if you since we're you know going back in time here a little bit, the state defense forces that I mentioned earlier, they were utilized way more back right. then, okay right. and i don't know i and I don't really know why they're not utilized as much today. And I could be wrong. Maybe there's a lot more stuff going on than what I know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure somebody out there's in one of these state defense forces and they're probably going to send me an email saying, dude, you're wrong, but you know, so be it. Uh, if they are doing a lot of operations, it might not be as prevalent to the general public. Okay. Right. And the cool thing about these state defense forces is these guys can, they basically have like a charter that they can write up and send into the governor's office to request different things. All right. Which is what's cool about it. So if, if you decide yourself, well, Jester, I like the idea of being in the militia, but I don't want to get into one of these secret groups And you do decide to go this route. This isn't something you really need to cover up because it is considered military. So right. just, just be aware of that. Like how I'll mention, yeah, these guys are taking selfies at the, on, uh, the weekend of their training the state defense forces don't matter. Like that's it's well-known you're on a list when you get in there, you're going to be fine. But right. since we are talking about the watch list a little bit, <laughs> yeah, the, I, the I can guarantee you, list. I can guarantee you I'm on one. I can guarantee yep. you Al's probably on one. Ooh, yeah. All right? Oh yeah. I'm on
1: it. So I'd be mad here. if I'm not.
0: <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs>
1: I'd be really pissed off. I want to know who to complain to if I'm not on one.
0: Yeah. You got to even... wear, you got to wear that like a badge of honor.
1: Right. <laughs> it's true
0: so i mean and that's the thing being that you know we are in the surveillance state and we are being watched this makes it really hard to to even want to get involved with these things Mm -hmm. all right that we are not that free that people think we are no okay anybody that is you know Pro to a anybody that's a prepper, anybody that's you know former law enforcement military background that's actually out on social media speaking up about certain things they're they're on a list yeah I guarantee it I agree. and it's and it really it and the only thing that really like i get i understand the list i I don't like the surveillance state i don't but the thing that pisses me off is like you're really gonna put me on a list and invest taxpayer money to listen to me, just hang out in my cabin and talk about prepper shit like that's that's worth taxpayer money come on
1: (laughs) gesture this is this is the irony about the and and i'm gonna be honest with you i am not no way shape or form my anti-militia i am i'm probably very pro-militia in a lot of ways but but the way things are today with the surveillance state, the way things are today, how one group of people is identified as a militia and another one is 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 called a a a, a um a cultural change group or a you know, they're anything but militias in the public sense, but they are militias, but they're not treated like so. Understand when you talk about the government and the three other agencies checking you out. They have infiltrated every single major motorcycle gang, every major, uh, governmental uh entity that the government hates okay anything that the government the fbi identify on a watch list as being groups that they don't align with whether it be the bloods the crips whether it be motorcycle gangs whether it be uh malicious anything like that including organized crime they have infiltrated at one time or another they've either gotten a bug in they've got a for informant in they've got someone in it's an undercover agent so when you join these groups you better go ahead and get ready to be on that list because you're on it, whether you know it or not. If you've sent as much as a as a, as an anti-government text or tweet, and when you organize and, and things like that, understand that everything that you do, how do you organize that? How would you contact somebody a day? It'd either be in a phone call, a text message, an a email. Nobody writes letters anymore. I no. mean, seriously, nobody writes letters. You cannot hide. You're going to be known by this government, and that immediately is going to put you on a watch list. And if you're scared about being on a watch list, and if it bothers you being on one, you need to get out of the game. Because, frankly, folks, you don't have the stomach for what's coming. Because these folks know who you are. They've identified who the, I believe the number is like 1.5 million Americans that are anti-government that they have on their watch list. That's, that's their top people. So there's one and a half million people that in this country that the, the government's scared of. So if you don't want to be on them, you better go ahead and leave that milk toast life. Cause that's what, I mean, that's the only way you're going to keep from it.
0: Good point. And you know, so I want to, I want to be clear about something too. Uh, I'm not necessarily anti-government. I am, we need smaller government government has too much overreach that's where i'm at with it like we do need we do need law enforcement we do need um people to protect the citizens we do need law we do need order okay but we need we need less government overreach we need less of it in our lives and sadly there's nothing that we can do to stop that all right
1: Uh, i I agree with you
0: now i mean it would it would be awesome if we could all like Flick a switch and, you know, hey, don't spy on me today, you know, right. but at like Al said, you know, us carrying around these phones. I mean, that's that's what it is. We are constantly being monitored, watched. I mean, and the government is not just allowing that to happen. They're the ones doing it right. So that's I had a like man
1: tell me. I had a man tell me one time that I do everything I can to make sure the government can't spy on me, and he had a he had a smartphone in his hand. I said, "Well, there you go. You just you you flunked the test right there, the very first question. I mean, I flunked it too, but you flunked it. You got a smartphone in your hand. If you got a smartphone in your hand, they know everything that you're looking, everything you Google, everybody you talk to." And he looked at me like I was crazy, and I said, "Listen, they know everything that you do. If you've done anything wrong, they know about it." When you live your life like that, that's that's a different way.
0: <laughs> right. And I mean, you know, maybe we'll do an episode on this one day about how to really work on getting out of the scenario of being reliant on technology. I think that might be a good one we could do one day. Right. right. But yeah. I mean, that that's the thing, guys. Everything you're doing is being monitored. So, And that's a big part of this militia thing. If you don't want – if you get into one of these things, they are monitoring what you're doing. There is no – I mean, you're talking have to meet in person with people. okay? no phones, conversate in person, no emails, no text messages, no nothing like direct human to human contact, leave all devices, you know, in the the vehicle where you're going or or whatever. Don't even take them with you. Don't even leave the house with them. Right. I mean, but how many of us actually leave the house now and don't take our cell phones? We all take them. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's became our lifelines. If you break down in the car, if, if there's an emergency, you need to call nine one one. anything. Right.
1: Well, so, just let me yeah. ask you this. If something happened that you would need one of these militias or you would need to work together, how would you do it if you had no way to communicate?
0: Hey, Preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at (laughs) readywise.com.
1: How would you do it?
0: I think at that point, you're going to revert back to just, you know, secondary comms. You're going to revert to your hams, your CBs, your two ways. Right. Right. I mean, that right. that's how you would do it. But even though those there's people listening in on those.
1: Right. And how many of those organizations and groups, how much of a percentage of them have that ability? Or are these little tiny groups over here that call themselves a militia, that they got a couple walkie-talkies and they got a CB radio and that's it? I mean, it's... Listen, I don't I don't poo-poo on these um, folks that want to join Melissa's by any way, shape, or form. That's their choice. I'm just saying if you do it, how practical is it for the, an actual situation that's going to happen to you or to your area? That's my only take back and my drawback on it is I just how effective is it? And and if it's not effective, why are we wasting time on it? It's sort of like something that's not effective to my life. I'm not gonna waste time on it.
0: No, and that's that's where I'm at too. I mean, the reason why I just didn't join up or didn't pursue any of these things is I just, I feel like I don't need it. Right. Right.
1: Right. Right.
0: I mean, at the end of the day, if shit breaks bad, I'm not going anywhere. I'm sitting my happy ass right here. I'm, I'm going to go hunt. I'm going to go fish. I'm going to, you know, work on my food stocks, work on my garden, make sure my kids are safe, make sure, you know, my family's safe. And if I have a couple good people that that end up showing up to help out, you know, awesome. That's... Okay. That's it. I mean, and there's not much more I think you can do or should be doing outside of that. Right. And And don't fall. Yeah. Don't fall into the cult like sense of having to do this and having to have a leader and and like, don't do that shit.
1: Nope. Nope. And
0: I think a lot of people get confused, you know, with with this with this topic. So just understand big difference between militias and cults. But a lot of these guys end up having a cult like following.
1: If you need someone to be your fall fo- someone to be your leader, and you're just a follower, then I don't want you with me. I, I'll say that up front. If you have to have someone to be your leader and you just want to be a follower, you can't be with me because the only group I want, only people I want in my group are people that can that can be the leader right now. Okay, I, if something happens, you need to be able to lead and lead yourself and lead other people. That's My inner circle of people that I I know they can say, hold on just a minute. That's bullshit. I'm going to do this. No, no, hold on. I don't need followers. I don't want followers. I'm pretty sure Jester doesn't want followers. You want people that are equal participants in what you're doing. If you're following someone, whether it be in a militia or any other group, whether it be a cult, and you have to have that follower to tell you what to do, you really need to think about what you're doing give it real strong consideration of getting away from that because I don't have, I don't have a leader. The only leader I've got is God himself. Other than that, I have no leader, but I don't want to lead people either. You know what I'm saying? I I think you should be able to think for yourself. And if if you're in a group, whether it be a militia or anything else, where someone does the thinking for you, you need to reconsider where you're at. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that.
0: And if you really, really need a leader, just get married.
1: Right. Your spouse right. I, would be
0: your leader. Right.
1: I think I'm running stuff till she tells me what to do. I really do. I, I think I'm running. I tell you all the time, I'm running stuff. No, I ain't running nothing. No, I ain't running nothing but my mouth. Cause when she, whenever she taps her glass and I go get her a glass of ice, I know I'm not running nothing. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so final verdict, uh, cause we, we're, we're coming up on our time frame here, but final verdict on these militias guys, I understand you know, the idea of romanticizing these groups, especially for an apocalyptic scenario, I get it. Be very careful if you decide to go to this route. Right. I, I am not saying I don't support your decision making and doing it, but I could tell you I won't do one and I have strong reasons why I won't be in one. Right. That's it. You know, Um, and I think Al's probably kind of aligning with me on that for the most part.
1: Yep. I can say that there was a lot of things I could have put in this show. Um, It's only 45 minutes, and I find trouble filling the 45 minutes because of the fact that things are told to me in, 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 in privacy. Things are told to me in secrecy. Things are told to me that I don't need to dispel, so I can't use that information. I found out a lot more this week than I wanted to say because I can't, but I will tell you that if you're going into this thinking that you're going to get with a clan of people that are going to be able to help you understand they are a long ways off from you. I don't just, I won't discredit you for going and joining one of these groups, but I'm just saying for your practicality of prepping, you have to look at it, see if it's going to fit into what you, what you need to do. And then also look at who you are and what you're doing. A lot of this is not practical for preppers. It really isn't. I found that it's not practical for me. Um, I don't poo-poo on the idea of joining one. I I have friends that that have been associated with and are still presently associated with them, but I don't feel the need to do it myself.
0: You know, and and one last thing I'd like to say before we do get out of here, uh, because I am not in a militia because I'm not geared into this, I would love if somebody would like to reach out, email us that may be in one, and if they would like to come on and be a guest and tell us more, because maybe things go deeper than what we know of.
1: Right. And, and Jester, that person could be absolutely anonymity, not, not.
0: Right. You don't, I don't, we won't don't put want your name out there out. nothing. Right.
1: right. Yeah. We, we, anonymity.
0: Will, you know, it doesn't go beyond this platform. You no, know,
1: it sure does. Um, I don't even want to know if they contact you, Jester. I don't even want to know who they are so that's how that's how secretive i I would like to keep it because i don't want that person to be identified by anybody not the government or anybody else but i would love to hear from somebody that's actually been involved with for a long time that's willing to give you information because i'm not willing to say what was said to me i'm just not going to do that but i would love someone to come on for that
0: absolutely all right And with that said we're out of here guys i hope uh once again happy easter to everybody happy easter happy easter